Next on BYU Sports Nation, road game, double-digit underdog, and a seven-game losing streak to the Utes. We present the BYU winning formula to change the rivalry. Which freshman quarterback needs to have a better game for their team to win? The legendary Steve Young joins us with his advice for Zach Wilson, his expectations, and the state of the rivalry. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Black Friday, November 23rd. Hope you're enjoying your shopping Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the guy who can point you in the direction of all of the best deals, Black Friday blogger Jerem Jordan. The internet. Go on the internet, and they will tell you. You uh, search Black Friday in Google, and you will have endless it's opportunities. It's a website that only does Black Friday deals. Uh, I'm very into Black Friday, um, it, like a crazy amount. Um, so last night, um, I stayed home, and my wife went and got Tupperware. Yes. So we're really into it. <laughs> If I needed a new TV or some electronic, like electronics are where it's at, right? I, I'm su- I'm such a thirty something dad now. I was looking at Home Depot like sinks last night for Black Friday. I'm so boring. Vacuums, sinks. What's practical? That's the thing. No, I, I don't have any electronic that I crave currently. I do want to buy. I'd be more into it. A new Xbox One. It's time. I have the Xbox 360 that I've had for like. Eight years. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, it's probably time. There that were I, PS4 bundles that I upgrade or for something. Two hundred like instead of three hundred. That's exciting, right? Like two. Oh, that, yeah. Remember how much two hundred dollars sounded like, like in college? Like, oh my goodness, that's that's so much money now. Like, I think two hundred bucks. Like, why have I not bought this already? Already well, to some people, that's so expensive. Why? Why? Why am I not buying this? I spend two hundred dollars on parking sometimes at the airport uh, in a travel season. Wow. Yeah. Well, right. shouldn't BYU pay for that? Well. I'm a little awkward. Okay. That's a conversation. That's a conversation wow. for another day. Well, then. All right. <laughs> Here is today's Black Friday show lineup. Steve Young, Pro Football Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, joins us in 15 minutes. Has he seen something from Zach Wilson that gives him significant hope that the Cougars can beat the Utes tomorrow night? We make our going for two picks. For BYU-Utah, can Jerem take the lead in the final regular season game? That would require me going 0 for 2 and Jerem going 2 for 2. So, yes, there is a chance, unlikely, but a chance. And the voice of the Utes, Bill Riley, will join us in about 40 minutes to give us the insider's edge on what in the world Utah is going to do. And, well, he probably won't tell us much. But He's like, they're going to run the ball. They'll pass it occasionally. Yes, he can tell us why Jason Shelley and Armand Schein have been so good and Utah hasn't skipped a beat after losing Tyler Huntley and their star running back, Zach Moss. Because Colorado and Oregon just weren't as good. I agree. Colorado Not good defenses. Not good defenses. But still. We now present today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. This year's edition of The Rivalry kicks off tomorrow night, 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain Time. Four of the last five games have come down to the final drive. Something that Zach Wilson is well aware of. If you really look back at it, all of those games have come down to, you know, one touchdown, one field goal, you know, the last play of the game. And I think that's where we need to finish. And I think we need to come into the game and we need to, 
you know, throw throw punches from the beginning, and we need to be able to finish. I mean, I think that's the biggest thing is is going in there with the right mindset, but being able to you know bring it all back together at the end of a game and just finish. Join the coverage fun tomorrow on television at 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain. Countdown to kickoff on BYU TV. Pre-game coverage on the radio side begins at 8 Eastern. Ziggy Ansah had three tackles and a sack in a Lions loss to Dub Bears yesterday. Ansah's sack broke the all-time career record for Thanksgiving Day games. He has eight and a half in his career. How about that? Taysom Hill had two carries for 13 yards and a kick return for 32 yards in a 31-17 Saints win over the Falcons. BYU men's basketball dominating Rice on Wednesday, 105-78, their best offensive statistical game to date. Jasheer Hardnett had a career-high 20 points. Yoli Childs had 28 points. BYU shot a season-high 55.7% from the field. Now the challenges ramp up as BYU will host Houston tomorrow in Provo, 6 Eastern. Watch that game live on BYU TV. The other Cougars are 3-0 on the season. You can also listen on BYU Radio. Big game for the Cougars, won five in a row. Quad two game on uh, Selection Sunday, probably. Women's Hoops plays TCU tonight, 10-15 Eastern. Tomorrow against Cal Baptist, 8 Eastern in the San Diego State Thanksgiving Classic. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU back on the road against Utah. Regular season finale. An 11.5-point underdog in Rice-Eccles Stadium. They've lost seven in a row to the Utes. They have an 11% chance of winning the game, according to ESPN's Football Power Index. But is there a way? Jerem, what is the winning formula for BYU to beat Utah. There's three things. Number one, win the turnover margin. BYU's lost it in six of the last seven. They've lost seven of the last seven. BYU was plus three in 2016, still didn't win the game, but that's what it required to stay in the game. Number two, get into the red zone and score. Utah's the number one red zone defense in all of college football. BYU's going to have to challenge that to, one, get in the red zone, and then, two, score touchdowns. Field goals are nice occasionally, but I think BYU's got to have majority touchdowns in this game. Cougars are 10 of 13 in the red zone the last couple of games. Number three, somehow run the ball. Okay, somehow do it. I think Zach Wilson needs to run with his legs. Uh, obviously, that's what you do. You run with your legs as opposed to your arm. But Utah is number six in yards per carry in the country, 2.9. BYU's going to have to try and get into that three and a half to four point yards per carry number. I'm not exactly sure about how BYU is going to do that if, if Zach Wilson doesn't do it himself a little bit because the stable of running backs for BYU, of Matt Hadley and Lopini Katoa and Riley Bird and Squally Canada, these guys, we don't know whether Squally Canada is going to play. He didn't play last game, and he physically looked fine. He ran out of the tunnel, um, so you got to wonder what's going on there. So we'll see if BYU can run the ball. The running back stable has been an interesting conversation, particularly over the last six games because we don't know who's going to show up and who's healthy and who's going to play to your point of running the ball. If this game is a snow game, then that is a distinct advantage for Utah because BYU with a Hifo would attack the edge and try and keep that defense honest on the edge. If they, if they can't do that in a snow game and they have to run up the gut, then I expect Zach Wilson to throw the ball 40 times because I just don't think it's going to be effective. Why? Why run into a defense that's not going to give you more than 2.9 yards per carry. And that's in, they played one snow game last week. Utah already had a dress rehearsal in this kind of game at Colorado. Yeah, things didn't go well for the Buffs. Seven points for the home team. 
I hope that there isn't snow on the field and that the conditions will allow BYU to try and attack the edges. If they can't do that, then expect Zach Wilson to throw the ball. Okay, I agree with you. Number and then one, the snow is hard, too. BYU like has either. to win the turnover margin. They're momentum shifters. And on the road, they're the things that can take the life out of a stadium. They can absolutely shut down a raucous crowd, which is why BYU was so effective in 2016. Those six turnovers, kind of cool, interceptions in the end zone and returns. And I mean, BYU Still only 19 points in that game has to win the turnover margin to have a shot. Number two, make it a low scoring game. I, I just don't see BYU able to beat Utah if this game gets somewhere into the high 20s or low 30s. I, I don't know that BYU has enough offense against that good of a defense. Yeah, I agree with you. To get to more than high 20s or low 30s. So keep it a low-scoring game. If BYU can force Jason Shelley to throw 30-plus times, now we're talking. They can limit Armand Shine and keep Utah from making big plays in the run game. Then we'll see what their freshman is made of. We'll see what he is made of in the air against a BYU pass defense that is better than Colorado's and better than Oregon's. He's had the luxury of relying on a really good running back. Can BYU shut down the run and force Jason Shelley to use his arm? If they can do that, I think the Cougars are in business. Then there's this gem from Greg Rebell, Jerem. BYU's 3-0 all-time against Utah on November 24th, so at least they have that going for him. And 0-3 with freshman quarterbacks as well. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, winning is everything. Right? Winning, the point of the game is to win. The point of football isn't to obey the honor code. The point is to win the game, okay? But is there anything less than a win that would be acceptable for BYU? From an emotional BYU fan perspective, no. From my perspective? I would say those two things are the same. No. From my perspective? BYU fan and emotional. Okay, yes. (laughs) Uh, From my perspective, yes, there is something that is acceptable for BYU. Uh Tell us what moral victory you have in mind. It's not a moral victory. Like saying BYU is going like can lose the game doesn't automatically mean it is a moral victory. But like I'm not ready to say that only a win is acceptable when Utah is an 11 and a half point favorite. BYU starting a true freshman quarterback, and as you just pointed out, 0 and 3 all time against Utah when BYU has put a freshman on the field. There's no logic in saying it has to be a win. Anything else is unacceptable. BYU is not even close to being expected to win this game. So I can't say, yes, have to win. It's the only acceptable option. I mean, what blue-goggled or non-blue-goggled realm is BYU expected to win this game? And I know seven losses drives all of the emotion. But BYU hasn't been a double-digit underdog against Utah in any of the games in Independence. This game is different than the rest. So I can't sit here and say, yes, must win or it's unacceptable. But anything but but accepting anything but a win would be a moral no, victory. No, that's not a moral victory. Tell me why it isn't. Because I'm not saying, hey, they did this well. I can be disappointed and not say that it's a moral victory. But I can't say, oh, it's unacceptable. Can't believe you lost. It doesn't have to be that strong in my opinion. Yeah, there's there's no. There's there's losing the game and there's winning the game and those are the only options, right? BYU could lose the game by one. It's a loss. Losers talk about marginal loss. Unless BYU plays Alabama or Clemson and lost by one, I would I would be encouraged by those results yeah, against yeah, those opponents. Because you've used this logic against Moral Wisconsin. Victory. Yeah. Right? Wisconsin and Washington. You wanted to play well. If they lose, whatever they played well. Yeah. Why is I it would different? have accepted a Why is it victory. different? Why is it different? Because it's Utah. There are no moral victories against Utah. You win or you lose. We be, here, Here's why. We've been there. We've been there. We've seen BYU lose close to Utah for a long time now. For many, many of the games, right? And it's not okay. Yes, losing but this game is different than the rest. 
This game's different than the rest of yes, it, right? Yes, in that there are, there are no moral victories. No, 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 meaning this game is different in that Utah is, is favored in a way that they sure. haven't been in all yeah. of independence. I will not accept anything. I will, I will not feel good about the game that doesn't unless mean you accept BYU it. wins it. Yeah. 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 And, and you're right. No one expects BYU to win it. So, so go and, and shock us all and win the game. It'd be fantastic. This is, this is the least likely year for BYU to win this game. Utah won the Pac-12 South outright. They had won it before in a tie, but didn't go to the title game. Um, first outright, BYU's the dog, playing with freshman quarterback, 6-5 and five BYU team. This team's not supposed to win. BYU's not even supposed to compete in this game. So hopefully BYU competes in the game and gets the win. But I'm not going to feel good about it unless BYU wins. Yeah, you don't have to feel good, but that doesn't make it unacceptable that BYU loses. Like, those are two separate things, right? But I don't, I don't accept losses. I don't say, oh, a loss. Uh, it's great. Let's go. Then there's this loaded storyline in the rivalry buildup. Zach Wilson, lifelong Utah fan. His dad played for Utah for Kyle Whittingham. And now he's the quarterback at BYU. How does he handle all of that? I was in the stand, second row, 50-yard line last year, (laughs) you know, watching this game. And now I get to be, you know, kind of, part of it just a year later I get to be back there on the field and and just you know that big of a jump in one year I think it's so cool to be part of something like this Utah never showed interest they were all in on Jack Tuttle now he's gone Zach Wilson looked at Boise State ended up at BYU as a freshman quarterback matched up against another freshman quarterback in tomorrow's game who has to have the better game in order for their team to succeed tomorrow it's Zach Wilson. Utah's defense is tremendous. Top 25 and a bunch of stuff that matters. The rushing offense for Utah, number one in the Pac-12. It is Zach Wilson. He has to do more than Jason Shelley does for his team to win. Shelley's been a 51% passer. Um, two rushing touchdowns against Oregon, two passing touchdowns against Colorado. If BYU can't run the ball, Wilson has to be able to run it and throw it for BYU even to stay in the game, in my opinion. Zach Wilson will have more opportunities to carry his team. I, you're right. Armand Shine, other weapons around. Good old line. Jason Shelley. Yeah, good offensive line. BYU has to rely on Zach Wilson more than Utah has to rely on their quarterback. So the clear answer is Zach Wilson. If BYU had a healthy, squally Canada and they, they Lopini, yeah, Katoa they don't, they don't and everybody. They don't have a standout you, tailback. You wouldn't have Matt Hadley even playing. The, the fact that Matt Hadley has to play running back tells you everything you need to know. Heavens, we might see Riley Burt play running back, running back tomorrow for all we know. I promise you we're going to see Riley Burt play quarterback or uh, running back tomorrow. Zach Wilson's got to have a really good game. He doesn't have to throw for 300. What he has to do is be efficient. So when there's, when there's a second and eight and nothing's open, if he can make it third and short or get the first down, that is, keep that it, is an acceptable keep thing. Keep it third and eight. Don't take a sack for a long loss yeah, trying to make eight, a play. Give your right. team an opportunity to convert the third down by keeping it less than 10 yards, right? Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. And if it snows, it's going to be hard to throw the ball. You know? And if you can't run and you can't throw, then you're just out of luck. So you've got to make something happen. Zach Wilson is a playmaker. We haven't seen his arm explode. I was hoping this would be dry, normal conditions, just cold on a Saturday night. But it's not. It looks like it's going to be wet and potentially snowing. All adding to the intrigue of this specific game. And initially I thought, oh, if it's a snow game, advantage BYU. Now I'm not so sure because the Cougars can't really attack the edges and Utah 
has played in it a week earlier. I'll be honest. I don't know that BYU has a single advantage in this game. But BYU is going to have to be the, their best selves on that day, tomorrow night, against Utah. It's one game. It's one night. Can yep. BYU show up like they did at Arizona at Wisconsin? Our question of the day. When you think about BYU and Utah, what is your favorite rivalry moment? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Carson Hagberg answers on Instagram. Beck to Harley, no doubt. That moment has been engraved in my soul since I was five. Carson, you were five when that happened? Wow. <laughs> well then. <laughs> That's a good starting point for your fandom. That's for sure. Hashtag BYUSN Carson Twitter, Facebook, 17. and Instagram. Yeah. You and I were standing next to each other during Bechtar Island. Incredible. There are few yeah. reasons that you would ever take your eye out of the camera eyepiece. And that was one of them for me. Let the camera fall to the yeah, ground. If you look to the lower left, Spencer and I are in the view right there. Yep. I've got a camera, and now it zooms in, and find this guy! <laughs> and uh, you just kept saying, oh, my God! I couldn't believe oh it. Oh my gosh! I could yeah, not I lowered believe my, it. Uh, I lowered my camera lens to see it. I had to borrow some video from Jordan Worth Feinauer. it. Worth it. You, uh, you got the it. shot that you needed, and you got to see it with your own eyes. I led. I led Monday the uh, Eleven News or the Daily News. Oh, it was the, the Daily day. News. Yeah. yeah. Now it's Newsline. <laughs> why, do, why does it change every few years? Why do we change it? What's going on? Hey, coming up, has Zach Wilson done something that gives Steve Young confidence that the freshman can lead BYU to a victory tomorrow? A Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback joins us next. We'll ask him about Zach and what his favorite rivalry moment is. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Countdown to kickoff is live at 9 Eastern tomorrow night with coverage from Rice-Eccles Stadium with your boy Spencer Linton, wear your winter coat, and Studio C as we get you ready for BYU in 17th-ranked Utah in the 93rd edition of the Cougars and Utes. Can't wait to be pelted by snowballs in my big royal blue BYU TV sports jacket. Utah State fans will be there. <laughs> Live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play, I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Hope you're enjoying your Black Friday full of shopping, most of it online these days. Listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. If you're out and about, watch the show by going to BYUSN.com. You can experience the show whenever, wherever, and however you prefer. Our question of the day, what is your favorite BYU-Utah rivalry moment at Nate Dunn 2 on Twitter answers. I wasn't alive then, but my Spanish teacher, Brad Burtonshaw, played for Utah in Lavelle's final game, and he made it sound like it was the greatest experience of his life, and he played for the other team that coach did so much for the program, and to get him that win was cool. Hashtag BYUSN. Yeah, what an incredible finish, and uh, tomorrow is the 18th anniversary of that game. I made many supplications to higher powers uh, during the final moment, apparently of that those game. haven't been heard at the last seven. No, but Lavelle's a different <laughs> Lavelle's a different character, though, right? I thought there's no way Lavelle can go out with a losing record. Well, it's a good thing that Utah. instant replay it wasn't can't happen. Yeah, if divine instant re- intervention, Jerem. Yeah, if instant replay is used in two, 2000, that's a fumble divine, by Luke Divine intervention. Oh. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline, a man who knows all about the rivalry. He played in it. He played in a bunch of rivalry games, for that matter. His name is Steve Young, Pro Football Hall of Famer, friend of the program. Steve, welcome back Steve. during Rivalry Week. Hey, guys. Great. Good to be with you. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. You too. You too. 
What is your favorite rivalry moment, Steve, when you look back at all of the games BYU and Utah played? Well, for me, it's, it's, it's one of my favorite moments ever. Uh, people ask me, kind of, which, you know, you look back and you're, everything you've ever done. It, 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 we played at Utah my, uh, my junior year, and uh, I've taken over for Jim McMahon, and Jim was the 73 NCAA records and, and you know, all the expectations, everything that, was, that went with it. And we went to Utah. I remember we pulled in behind the east side of the stadium. Uh, back in the day, the, there was a, I think it was residence, residencies on the left side, and then the stadium on the right side. You pull down the little road, and, the, and the, all the alumni, I mean, all the students at the Utah students had lined the street, and uh, they started pushing the bus and trying to push it over. And we were trying to get off the bus before we felt like they were going to tip it over <laughs> so right in the locker room. And uh, and uh, so we got and it was going to snow. It was supposed to snow that day. It was pretty cold. And we went out and uh, warming up. And Fred Whittingham, uh, Kyle's dad, was a linebacker coach, defensive coordinator. He got hit by a frozen banana, and it kind of knocked him out. And he had to, had to be, you know, kind of helped into the locker room. And then we went on to win the game. I think it was seventeen twelve. And I just remember the most vivid memory is the game's over, and I'm walking back to that north, that southeast corner where the we went into this, back into the uh, locker room, and I'm walking off the field, and I look up, and the snow's just kind of drifting down, and it was like the perfect football moment. And I just remember thinking to myself, you know, our, our team that year, you know, we've done, we've done what we have to do, right? You have to get to the Holiday Bowl. You have to win the whack. You have to, you know, all the things, that, you know, the hurdles that, that kind of give you the qualifications to be decent. And uh, just feeling like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that happened. It was one of my favorite memories ever. Utah ran for 313 and lost, so that was a nice road win for you guys. Let's talk about tomorrow's matchup. BYU is an 11.5-point underdog, 17th-ranked Utah. How do you see these two teams matching up? It's a tough matchup, and it will be for a while, I think. You know, there's just the nature of uh, recruiting for the Pac-12 and recruiting as an independent and all the things that go with it. Um, it's a challenge for us, and uh, we've got to meet the challenge. We've got to lean into it. Um, we have a Young quarterback, very inexperienced, but you can see elements of Zach's game that say to, your, say to yourself, I think he's going to be somebody that uh, can really do well. Um, but he has to play up to, uh, tomorrow. So the number one thing as you think about the, uh, the game is he has to have a, you know, a Max Hall game. He's got to have a great game where there's things, you know, because they have to, they can't get compressed offensively. You've seen it. You've seen it. I mean, I, I, don't even, I can't remember. The, it was a, uh, Southern Illinois, I don't know. It was just a brutal game. I mean, just remember, I think we just got compressed. We couldn't get any done. And, and defenses are predatory. And the Utah defense is predatory as anybody. And they start to smell weakness, and they just kind of clamp down, and you can hardly get an off, you know, a first down. We have got to create some space. We have got to get that secondary, which is going to be tough. We've got to be able to make them defend sideline to sideline, at least close. We've got to have them defend at least the first 30 yards. They can't be coming down the inside 10 yards just – jamming us up and we can't get a first down that would that would this was some big plays some some maybe some even some trick plays I don't know, just something to open things up a little bit to allow the running game to get going and um and off of that everything can get get happening but uh if you get that sense of compression um it's going to be a, a tough tough matchup steve young with us on byu sports nation we are breaking down byu utah 
Another rivalry edition tomorrow in Salt Lake City. Steve, if you were one-on-one with Zach Wilson right now, giving him advice as he goes in as a true freshman against a team that he grew up rooting for, his dad played for, and now he's quarterbacking at BYU, what would you say to him? You know, he's played enough now. And, I mean, you know, it's hard to say that, but he's played a few games. He's learned some tremendous lessons. Boise State, you know, just he's played, you know, you get a sense of, What's what's at stake and how to how how to respond and and have to be in the moment and uh, and when you're not what happens and there's enough for me to kind of look him in the eye and say you, you've got to expand on it you're going to have to take some chances you're going to have to be smart in those chances in other words if you're going to take a 50-50 ball make sure it's 51-49 like you know put in a spot <laughs> where maybe you give them an extra you know you give the, your guy a little bit of better chance if you're going to um, you know, getting, you know, scramble and throw it, and you know, you have to let it go. Well, let it go in a place where it's either your guy or nobody. I mean, just so that you don't, because you get the three, four interception game trying to do too much. You know how that works. It looks really awful. Uh, to me, I would just tell him, you know, you can't play care. You know, you can't play too careful, but you can't play reckless. It's like find that spot in yourself, and you played enough to understand what I'm even asking you to do. So we're asking a lot of them. But uh, I think he's capable. I really do. I think he's, you know, week to week I've seen improvement. I've seen maturity. And uh, um, he, he has to be the star of the game, I suspect, to, uh, to make this happen. Tomorrow uh, there could be some snow, could be cold, could be wet. You played in all kinds of conditions over your career. If it is a kind of snowy game, how do you think that affects the game plan for both teams? Probably helps us a little bit. Um, I think that, uh, you know, a lower – you know, if we don't have to score 35 to win it, that'll be that's better for us. Uh, and so, if somehow the conditions create a, a space for where we can win it by, you know, with, with under three touchdowns, that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so, you know, I think for us, we, we probably would like some some weather to kind of uh, kind of uh, bring those expectations down. So, yeah, let's let's bring some weather. Steve, we'll finish with this. In your eyes, has the rivalry diminished at all? Yeah, as soon as you get out of the out of the conference, it, it just by nature. Um, when you're fighting for conference titles and and you know you have something really you know you both share, that, that's that's the essence of that rivalry. There's still a geographic rivalry, no question, and uh, and I think it's a, for us it's a, an important rivalry because we're not sitting in a part of a, um, a Big Five conference. We're we're out there kind of on our own. And so the so that game is this game is important for us. I, I really appreciate Tom fighting for this game, um, and uh, and I'm sure that you know just because of the geography is important for you, for you as well. Um, but I, I, to, to play the U is important for us going forward. I hope that I, I guess that through 22 they can do it, and and hopefully they can figure out how to keep keep going. And uh, and it's a great marker for us. It tells us how we're doing. And lately, you can see by the results that we've got to do better. Steve, it's always great to talk to you. We appreciate you taking some time on uh, a busy Black Friday. Here's to no frozen bananas and no tipped over buses tomorrow. (laughs) That's the the least we could ask, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, sir. Thanks, Steve. Okay, guys. Steve Young on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Great story. Uh, Tomorrow at 8 o'clock, weather.com says 32 degrees, feels like 28. Can't wait. <laughs> so the good thing is it's not raining or snowing apparently during the game, but it is going to rain until about 1 p.m.
from uh, the early morning. I mean, like, well, perhaps this afternoon all the way to, uh, you know, the early morning. So it's going to be wet. It's going to be cold. Yeah, there is a chance that up on the hill, because it is on the bench, that the rain will be snow and that there could be snow accumulation on the field. It will most likely be cleared off. Did Dave McCann just come in here? But it's still going to be, <laughs> it's still going to be a wet playing surface. Yeah, and that always makes things interesting. <laughs> Can't wait. It's going to be great. Coming up, will this year's rivalry game be decided on the final drive of the game? Will we see a frozen banana thrown out of the stands? You know, there's some youth fan watching right now. Be like, I'm the guy. <laughs> I still hold a one and a half point lead and going for two. Jerem trying to cut into that a little bit more after two perfect weeks in a row. Our picks are coming up next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU men's basketball has won five in a row and hosts Ken Palm number 38 Houston tomorrow at 6 Eastern. It's the Cougars versus the Cougars. Watch or listen on BYU TV and BYU Radio pregame on the radio starting at 5 Eastern time. It's a red versus blue day overall. Indeed. Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation, with a recap of today's headlines. BYU-Utah 2018 edition. The rivalry game kicks off tomorrow. BYU TV and BYU Radio have all of your pregame coverage. It begins at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. And countdown to kickoff with moving pictures starts on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern, leading you up to the big game. Ziggy Ons had three tackles and a sack in a Lions loss to Dub Bears yesterday. Ansa's sack broke the all-time career sacks record for Thanksgiving Day, eight and a half. How about that? Taysom Hill had two carries for 13 yards and a kick return for 32 yards and a 31-17 Saints win over the Falcons. BYU basketball routes Rice on Wednesday, 105-78. Jasheer Hardnett had a career-high 20 points. Yoli Childs had 28. BYU as a team shot 55.7% from the field, a season high. As Jerem just mentioned, it is the BYU Cougars and the Houston Cougars. Tomorrow on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. BYU trying to win a sixth straight game overall. Women's Hoops plays TCU tonight, 10-15 Eastern, and tomorrow against Cal Baptist, 8 Eastern, in the San Diego State Thanksgiving Classic. Let's go for two. Can you predict the future? These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, friends that are new to the program, here's how it works. Jeremy and I each make two picks before each and every BYU football game. This will continue into basketball season once football is over. But for now, it's two picks for every football game, each pick worth one point. At this point in the season, I hold a lead over Jerem, 11 to 9.5. There are a possible 22 points. So with Utah, here we go. Jerem, lead us off. One. Neither team will score 24-plus. I think this will be a low-scoring affair. Which it has been quite often. Number two, Matt Gay, the Utah field goal kicker, will make three field goals. He leads the country, or he's second in the country at uh, like 2.1 a game. He's going to make three in this game. I wish so much I didn't think that was going to happen, but he's so good. Here's how good Matt Gay is, okay? Yesterday, in the snow, it's like a blizzard. He attempted a 51-yarder and missed. And it snapped a streak of 21 made field goals. Who attempts a 51-yarder in the snow? Utah does because Matt Gay is awesome. Former Utah Valley soccer player, by the yeah, way. Yeah, his range is 60 in. His range is 70 plus. I mean, if, <laughs> like, how would it be to be in that mindset of Kyle Whittingham and think, okay, it's going to be a 58-yarder? Yeah, he's got a pretty good shot. Send him out there. And BYU hasn't made a 50-yarder since 
Sick. That is one of the more. Are you crazy kidding stats. me? Yeah. Are you kidding? That's me? That's a crazy stat. Yeah, we we can't find someone that makes fifty yarders. We thought we did with Skyler Southam. He's over two. Well, he's young. He's he. Who knows? Who knows? What's, I just what's want made field goals. Who knows what's I don't to come? Care about what year they are, where they're from. Just make them. Let's go. All right. So you say neither team goes twenty-four plus, and Matt Gable will make three field goals. Number one, BYU will have more pass yards than Utah. I think that BYU. Yeah. Has to out more pass yards Utah than Utah to have a shot. Rely on Zach Wilson's arm. He's had more experience throwing the ball than yeah. Jason Shelley. And Utah's run defense is ridiculously good. I see BYU throwing the ball a lot tomorrow, and I think they have to successfully to have any shot to win this game. Yeah, Utah averages 22 more passing yards per game. It's not a huge difference. That's Tyler Huntley, though. Right? Tyler Huntley well, was more of a passing threat than Jason Shelley, I think. And BYU is 96th in the country in passing offense. That's bad. BYU will have more passing. Remember when yards. BYU used to pass the ball? <laughs> I do remember that. Do you, do you remember that? They are passing it more with Zach. BYU will have more pass yards than Utah. Number two, BYU will score 17 plus. No, this isn't the curse. And BYU. In the independence era, over the last seven seasons, has averaged 17 points per game. Mm. Utah's giving up 18 and a half this year, so that'd be it's right minimum there. under right there. I, so I there. think BYU. This is on the road, double digit underdog. This is statistically the best Utah defense that they have had in the BYU independence era. I'm. Oh, based on points and total yards allowed, I haven't seen. I don't know the previous seven years to know that. What the fun part is, I did the research. Yeah. Oh. And uh, this Utah defense is really good, which makes me really concerned. Like in points per game? What are you saying? points per game. Hmm. So, yeah, BYU 17-plus on the road. If they do that, then I think it will be a close game. I'm hoping that BYU can score 17-plus, Jaron, because I think they need to to make it a close game. Here's what we're hoping for, that it's close and BYU has a drive. Listen, the 4-9 and nine stinky BYU team from last year Six point loss. had the ball with a chance to win the game. Okay, I think that's all you can ask for. I can't ask for a win. It's unrealistic. Yet it's I can unacceptable for- if, Utah, if BYU doesn't win the game. Correct? Yeah, I'm not going to sit there and accept a loss. I'm not going to go, you know what? They tried hard. Uh, why? They should try hard. They're on scholarship. You got BYU on there. You represent all of us. Let's go. Will the sting be any less because BYU is such a big underdog? No, lo- lose losing is losing. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting situation to be in because BYU's never been a double-digit underdog in independence. Against Utah. Against Utah. Yeah. And here we are on the road tomorrow. You know what's funny about all this? It would make perfect sense that BYU goes and wins this game. (laughs) It makes no sense that BYU would win this game. Absolutely no sense. I couldn't disagree more. There is. I'm joking. I say tongue in cheek. Like, there's every reason to not believe in BYU. So, this is. Why why not go against everything that is logical and BYU ends up winning this game of all games, the one that they're absolutely not supposed to be competitive in and win in? Yeah, let's hope hope BYU plays one of their best games of the year. Coming up, which Cougar will be playing in primetime on Sunday Night Football? Find out in the whip. What's the chance this rivalry game is won or lost on the final play of the game? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. 
Tomorrow we have a doubleheader with hoops and football starting at 5 Eastern with BYU radio pregame coverage of the Cougars and Cougars. BYU against Houston men's hoops from the Marriott Center. Then join us at 8 Eastern on the radio, 9 Eastern on BYU TV for pregame coverage of the Cougars and Utes in football. Can't wait. Tomorrow, big day. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation on Black Friday with our question of the day. What is your favorite BYU-Utah rivalry moment? At BCFiji74 Answers on Twitter. He says, I have several, as follows. When Ty Detmer dropped 70 on the Utes. Beck to Harleen at Rice-Cycle Stadium. Fourth and 18, Max Hall to Austin Colley. When the ensuing winning touchdown had Harvey Unger running over a Utah defender. And the last rivalry win in overtime at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Max Hall to Andrew George. It's been too long. It's been a very long time, for sure. Join the conversation 24-7 on social media using the hashtag BYUSN. Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is the voice of University of Utah football and basketball, another friend of the program, Bill Riley. Bill, welcome back to the show, man. How's Las Vegas? I'm sorry. I was in Las Vegas. I'm in beautiful Fullerton. I mean, how's how's beautiful Fullerton? Las Vegas of Orange County. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> At least the weather's decent down there, right? Yeah, it's, you know, it's uh, not too bad. Probably 70-ish today, and uh, yeah, not too bad. So how how are we doing, boys? Oh, you know, we're just... Uh, it's BYU and Utah. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm always excited for this game. We're excited, yes. I don't know if you're aware of this, Bill, but Utah's won seven in a row, so... I've heard a rumor. I was putting some <laughs> notes together today. I'm glad you guys confirmed that because I was going to use that on the broadcast tomorrow night. Yeah. I had to, you know, being a journalist and all, you want to get that second uh, that second source for confirmation. It's all about facts, man. All about having the facts and the accuracy. Hey, Bill, what kind of game do, I, do, you... do I get to weigh in on your poll question? Oh, too? please. Can I go, 50, yes. can I go 5410 at Lavelle Edwards Stadium? Can, wonder... I go Burton's block? can I go Burton's block? <laughs> can I go Taysom Hill squashed at the goal line in the last second? Can I go Brett Ratliff in overtime? <laughs> I'm running for 112 yards. Thanks hey, for doing it. Great to talk to you, man. Great to have you on the program. It's great to talk to you. Thanks for that compelling and rich take. Hilarious. Oh, good stuff, man. What kind of game do you expect tomorrow night at Rice Eccles Stadium? You know, it's funny you ask that. I, I don't. I, I expect Utah to play well because they found a nice groove. Uh, the, the defense, they had the one blip game where they just they just stopped being Utah for a week against Arizona State. Um, but, you know, Manny Wilkins and Nikhil Harry, they have that tendency to do that to teams. So I, I expect Utah's defense to play really well. They've had the right formula on offense um, really since about the, 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 the Washington State game. You know, run first, play action, little zone read, little RPO. Uh, and Jason Shelley did it on the road and he did it at home. So I, I don't worry about Jason Shelley. But these are rivalry games, and, you know, we throw those numbers out a million times, 18 of 23, 7 or less, 11 of those games, 3 or less. Been a few blowouts mixed in there. Um, but, you know, both teams are going to play hard. Uh, unknown for me, Zach Wilson, um, and I'm sure it's the same way with you guys. He's, he's a fred, true freshman going into what will be his toughest atmosphere and environment. Um, I, I wonder if BYU is going to be able to make plays on the outside if they can't run the football team, struggle to run against Utah. And, and on the other side, Utah's, you know, BYU's defense is pretty good. So, you know, if they take away the run, you know, what, what are the plays that Jason Shelley can make down the field? So um, I don't know that we get a high-scoring game um, tomorrow night, but I, I, think it's a, I think it's a game probably in the mid to upper 20s, if that sounds right. 
He never won injuries to anybody, let's be honest. But when, when yeah. Tyler Huntley and Zach Moss went down, I think all BYU fans thought, okay, maybe we have a chance in this one. Yet, Jason Shelley and Armand Shine have, have done a really nice job the last two weeks. So how different is this team, if at all, with those two at, at quarterback and running back now? It's really funny, Jeremy. They're not different at all. Uh, you know, Troy Taylor's running the same offense. You know, Shine probably doesn't have quite the same explosiveness or vision that that Moss does. But you know, Moss is an NFL running back. Armand Shine's a really good running back. And you know, Jason Shelley, for a guy that hasn't played at all, um, looks really, really comfortable because he's about the same quarterback that Tyler Huntley is, just about an inch and a half shorter than Huntley. In some ways, he may look a little bit more comfortable um, in the pocket throwing the football. You know, Tyler had that ability to make plays outside. We haven't seen Jason have to do that quite yet. He's kind of stuck in the pocket and made some plays. But the the team isn't any – the offense isn't any different. I think some of that credit goes to Troy Taylor because he's, you know, he's done a good job calling plays, tailoring the game plan to what, you know, to to what uh, uh, Jason Shelley does well. But I think a lot of the credit goes to the offensive line up front, and, and those guys have done a really, really good job. The voice of the Utes, Bill Riley, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Bill, this is such a unique situation because Utah has wrapped up the Pac-12 South. They're going to play in the Pac-12 title game. Uh, it has no ramifications, speaking of the result of tomorrow's game, on what Utah's ultimate goals are to get to the Rose Bowl, and BYU is already bowl eligible. Yet we all know it, it matters so deeply. Uh, is there any reality to some growing speculation that Utah might sit some guys to get ready for the Pac-12 championship game? Uh, I don't get that sense at all. Um, This game matters a lot to Utah. It matters a lot to Kyle Whittingham. And I I think if anybody picked up, and I've been gone since yesterday morning, I talked to Whittingham and some of the coaches on Tuesday night with the coaches show, I think if anybody's picked up an injury, um, you know, maybe something, a hamstring or an ankle or something that would make him maybe 50-50 for the game, I think you would probably rest that guy and not risk it because you've got a conference championship game the next week. But anybody who's healthy is all hands on deck. I, I, don't, I don't get any sense whatsoever, excuse me, that, that, that Whittingham will rest anybody in this game. From the U- Utah it's seen, perspective. It's, it's, senior, it's senior day, too, guys. I mean, yeah, that's the other yeah. thing. And, and you've got Kevin Chase Hansen, Utah guy, Cody Barton, Utah guy, um, Jackson Barton, Utah guy. You've got a lot of guys on this roster that are seniors in a small – Lil Falamaka, captain of the offense, you know, Utah guy. I think there's enough guys from the state that this rivalry means a lot, too, that, that, that they wouldn't want to sit down. It's uniquely placed because, like you said, it's the last game of the regular season. It's the last home game. This is a 6-5 and five BYU team. This is the first outright division title Utah team. This would be the worst time in the last eight years to lose to BYU, would it not? Yeah, yeah, I think it would hurt. But, I mean, if then you won the next week and won your conference championship, I think people would forget about that. But, yeah. I don't think there's ever a good time to lose to your rival, to be very honest with you. <laughs> Tomorrow is a great day, guys, Bill. Guys on rosters, you're talking about guys on rosters, they haven't lost since, you know, most of these guys that are on the team right now, except for Chase Hansen, who's, you know, seems like he's been at Utah forever. Uh, you know, most of these guys were in, like, elementary school and junior high the last time it happened. So nobody wants to be that guy or that group that loses and breaks that streak. It will happen. We all know streaks are inevitably come to ends. It, it will happen at some point in time, but you don't want to be that team that loses that game that hasn't happened in, you know, a decade or whatever it might happen to be. 
Bill, when you look at BYU and everything they have done in the first 11 games of the 2018 season, what do you feel like they do best and is a real cause for concern for this Utah team? Uh, well, if they can run the football, then you've got some issues because that, that allows them to do other things. You know, it's that old coaching adage, make them one-dimensional. I'm going to be honest with you guys because you know I'm honest. I don't think BYU throws the football very well down the field. I just I don't, I don't. But when they're able to get Matt Hadley and Swally Canada and Lapini Katoa running the football, that makes life easier on Zach Wilson. And I think Zach Wilson's got a real a nice real skill set too of the ability to use his legs and his arm. The kid's got a terrific arm. So I, I think when they're able to be multiple and versatile on offense, that's good. And I think the defense, while I don't think it's spectacular, I think it's solid. I mean, I think that that's a solid group. It'll be interesting to see if they're able to generate much pressure now with, uh, or how they generate pressure with, with Corbett Kafusi out. But besides that, I, I think it's, it's a solid group. I think Kalani, here's the other thing. And I, I think I talked to you guys early in the year, maybe it was before the season. It was very apparent from game one, the Arizona game, and it's been all year long. The biggest difference for me between this year and the last year or so, uh, they, they just look like they, they know, you know they, they've got a plan. They're very organized. They know what they want to do. I just felt like when I watched them play last year that they, they just they didn't have a purpose. They didn't have a, a, a philosophy. Whatever the philosophy was, I wasn't sure what it was. And this year, it looks like Jeff Grimes and Aaron Roderick have brought a real philosophy and a real, hey, this is what we're going to do. And we're going to do we're going to do our best to do it with that offense. They just look organized with a plan. Would you agree? Yeah, 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 yeah for there's, sure. There's more of an identity, although that identity yeah. kind of changed when the quarterback switched. BYU is now an RPO offense, and they weren't. So that that adjustment has uh, been an adjustment for the offensive line, and they've given up more sacks. And yet Zach Wilson can make plays with his feet. So yeah, there's been this midseason adjustment. Bill, it's great to talk to you, my friend. I know you're super busy calling basketball, hanging out in Fullerton, California, even though I, I wish you were in Vegas, man, for yours, for your sake. <laughs> I, I, you know, you, you must have been reading my mind, Spencer. I was wishing I was in Vegas, too. <laughs> I've got a big one tonight with Grand Canyon. I get to see Thunder Dan Marley tonight. Thunder, Thunder Dan, Dan and Grand yeah. Canyon Grand tonight. Canyon. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, enjoy. Uh, are you guys going to be up at the stadium tomorrow? We'll, we'll be there, well, I'll, and uh, I'll come and find you. Come say hi. Yeah, come say hi. I appreciate it. It's always good to be on with you guys. All right, thanks, Bill. Thanks, Bill. See Bill Riley on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I like Bill. He's a fun guy. I like Bill. <laughs> he plays into the rivalry. Not a lot of youths that I like. He's one of them. <laughs> uh, Jerem, let's, uh, let's throw some percentages into the fun that we just had with Bill Riley, shall yeah. we? What's the chance, presented by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event? I ask you this, my friend. What's the chance the rivalry game will be won or lost on the final drive? 20%. I just I don't really see it happening. Although, you never know. Like last year, like I said, BYU stunk, 4-9 team eventually. Uh, that team had a drive to win. Which yeah. brings us to our stat of the day. Yeah. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It's not just last year. Four of the last five rivalry games have come down to the last drive. How about that? If there's snow on the field, Jerem going to come down to the last drive because it's going to be ugly it's going to be muddied and it's going to be it's going to be a low scoring brutal game i would love for BYU to have a chance in that way that'd be great I because saw, i think BYU is outmatched but can tomorrow BYU be the better team i saw this pop up on my timeline a BYU fan saying i'd rather lose big than lose no. in the last second no i'd rather not lose just lo- losing is losing like what 
That's a terrible way to think. Okay, like, Listen, being in jail for something really bad or something minor is the same. You're in the same place. You're in jail. Okay? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'd love, I'd love what, for what it to come down to the chip? last drive. I think, dude, four last five, I'm going 50%, man. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Coming up, what Thanksgiving record did Ziggy Ansah break in last night's game for the Lions? And what is your favorite rivalry moment? We've heard a few, and unfortunately, we heard ours. a few from Bill Riley. Yeah. The voice of the day is coming up next. This is BYU Sports Nation. What's the Chance is brought to you by BYU Food to Go, the MVP of your next event. Shout out to today's guests, Steve Young and Bill Riley. Oh, you know, it was a Rivalry Eve show. If you missed any of it, download the podcast. Go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes. Apologies to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time for you. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. The 93rd edition of BYU and Utah football is tomorrow at Rice-Eccles Stadium. Pre-game coverage begins at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio, 9 Eastern on BYU TV. Cougars in the NFL. Ziggy Ansah had three tackles and a sack in a Detroit Lions loss to the Chicago Bears yesterday. However, he is now the all-time sack leader in NFL history on Thanksgiving Day. Taysom Hill had two carries for 13 yards and a kick return for 32 yards in a 14-point Saints win over the Atlanta Falcons. Men's basketball. BYU defeated Rice on Wednesday, 105-78, a season high in points. Cougars shot 56% from the field. The Cougars host Houston. That's a big game at home for BYU. Tomorrow at 6 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Women's basketball. Plays TCU tonight, 10-15 p.m. Eastern, and tomorrow against Cal Baptist at 8 Eastern as part of the San Diego State Thanksgiving Classic. Volleyball. The West Coast Conference champion BYU women's volleyball team awaits where they're going in the NCAA tournament. The selection show is Sunday at 8.30 Eastern time. Now that is one of the more compelling situations. Will it be a one or two seed is the question. Within the BYU community right now, following their first and only loss with no McKenna Miller, does it drop them down into that two seed line? I'm hoping they stay a one. That would be nice. Meaning they have to be one through four, right? And not five through eight. We'll see. Today's rise and shout goes to every BYU football player that has competed in the BYU-Utah rivalry. You make it so fun and enjoyable for us to watch as we And especially those who this. won. Yeah, sure. <laughs> All the guys who have competed in this BYU-Utah rivalry, thanks for putting it on the line. It's fun to watch. The elite voice of the day. I need this W on Saturday, says Robertson Daniel, former BYU football player. I'll get baptized. Seriously, I'm pumped for this game. At Weddell's Beard will never hear the end of it. Well then. <laughs> for Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Rob Daniel for doing that. 